Hello, welcome to a very special and very short episode of the Beatles Books podcast with me, Joe Wisby. Recently, I spoke to author Joe Hagen about his book, Sticky Fingers, The Life and Times of Jan Wenner and Rolling Stone magazine. And that will be on a podcast that will be out soon. Joe also wrote an article which was published recently in Vanity Fair magazine about the forthcoming Get Back movie. And I just couldn't let him go without asking a few questions about the film, especially as he'd actually seen some of it. Here he shares with us what he can about the project. And from what he says, I'm more excited than ever. I can't let you go without a quick reference to your marvellous Vanity Fair article, which came out um, a few weeks ago now, um, where you write quite beautifully and quite excitingly about the forthcoming Peter Jackson get back what is to be three parts, three part movie. Um, uh, I can't let you go without just see if I can grab a a few words from you about about um, that article. And essentially, what can you tell us about what what we're all going to get in November? So I only saw an hour of it. And uh, but I got the sort of backstory from Peter Jackson about how he came to have access to this footage, the history of the footage. Some of you may know, and I don't know if you've covered this on the podcast, but you know, the the audio went missing for many decades. It was stolen by uh, an employee of Apple, I believe, and wasn't recovered until the early 2000s. There are all these interesting stories about the film itself. And I interviewed the original filmmaker, Michael Lindsay Hogg, who happens to live like 15 minutes from me, it turned out. And I went up to his house and we got to spend a lot of time together and he's got his own history and he's an interesting man and a wonderful guy. And uh, he was in the unfortunate position of having made a film that when it came out, it was immediately imbued with a lot of negative feelings. So like people thought that it must obviously be telling the story of the breakup that we have since seen, right? And the Beatles were already broken up when it came out, as people know. So this new film is he, you know, he made this decision, which I think is a wonderful one, to not have talking heads, not make a traditional documentary where you're putting all this kind of like bows and bells and whistles around it, but to just let it tell itself, you know, use the format of this long form serialized television that we now have on Netflix and elsewhere to tell the whole thing, let it tell itself and just watch the footage and just judiciously edit it into almost a real time diary of what happened. And the result is you see a very different story than the one that ended up in the original film. And it retells what we think of as that historical moment, that month of January 1969, what really happened. And it turns out it's one of the most fertile creative moments in the history of the Beatles, right? I mean, they're like going to make Let It Be and Abbey Road. It's just wonderful. And yes, there were hiccups along the road and there is the you know, the first cracks in the Beatles are going to appear and there are foreshadowings of what will be the breakup. But it's also a time of joy uh, within the band because they're trying to get out of their old studio mode. They'd made all these amazing studio records and they're trying to be a live band again. And it's difficult for them. It's it's awkward. You know, it's complicated. Um I don't think you can underrate the presence of Billy Preston in all of this, by the way. I mean, one of the things I saw in the little footage I saw was that when he appears, they are in a put in the position of having to start being a band. You know, they can't just fuck around with each other. There's another guy here who's actually going to be playing, and he's a real player, 
you know? And so they're like, okay, let's straighten up and make some music here, you know? And they start having fun and sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not, but over time. And of course it's going to culminate with this rooftop concert, which obviously your listeners would all know about the rooftop concert on the top of Apple records. Well, that's the, I saw the full thing from beginning to end. Like they're walking out the door to the moment they walk back down. And let me tell you, <laughs> can I cuss on this contract on this podcast? Fucking amazing. I mean, it was, I was just in heaven every minute of it. And part of it is that he's cleaned up the footage to the point where you're just like, I, you know, people have seen just the little teaser that he put out. It's so glorious to be able to see them as if they're in a real way, not edited that much at all. You are always seeing, you know, current footage of what's happening at all moments. Sometimes he breaks it into windows so that you can see what other cameras are doing, like down on the street, you know, there's split screens. But you're always able to see what's going on at every moment, even the mundane things. So you get a feeling for the, for just the reality of it, and it feels like you've punctured a hole in a t- in time, and that you are you went into a time machine and you are just there, in a way that you can't get from a lot of other stuff that's been already pre-edited. It's been it was made to be a final product in some way, right? Albums and videos and movies that you've seen of the Beatles. This is like lots and lots of footage of them. And the camera never looks away. And there's something very modern about that, right? But there's also something really profound to be able to, it both, it has a weird, I would say, and I think people are going to experience this. It has a weird contradictory um, impact, which is that it both makes it more mundane and it elevates it to a new level of profound interface with the Beatles and the Beatles story. And, and when they are hitting it as a band, and this is their final live concert, I mean that the profundity of that, profundity of that impacts you in a big way. You're like you, when they do, and I I wrote this you know as a line in my story, but when they did, don't let me down. Um, it's so powerful. It's so emotional to see them because they're they are kind of aware that they're breaking through a little bit. You know, they're warming up. They finally are locking in. You can kind of see them in real time finding the groove, you know, and they're looking at each other and they smile because they realize that they are finding the thing they've been looking for. And of course, a lot of those recordings ended up on the album. And it is so beautiful. As a Beatles fan, it's just Nirvana. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. And when you see it, you're just going to be so happy because it just feels like something that you've never been able to access before. And some of this footage, yes, you can go on YouTube and watch it, but it's not the same. It's just not the same because there's something about the continuum of watching the footage not be cut that makes you just, it brings you there. You're there, you know, and to be there and know that this is the last time you're ever going to be there is, I mean, Peter Jackson's had to be pinching himself. I mean, he he watched all 58, 56, 58 hours of this footage twice. So you can imagine he was just like sitting there. And as he said, he was just laughing the whole time, laughing and laughing. And I think the laughter was almost like not because all of it was just funny, but because he just couldn't believe how fucking lucky he was to be seeing this and like how powerful it was to be with the Beatles in this little moment in time. I mean, it's going to be, people are going to freak out when they see this. They're going to be so happy.
how does he feel about it when he spoke to him did you get a sense of the obviously it's been quite a long drawn out project with because of covid and and other reasons oh i think that he's he's he loves it he loves it he's so he feels very fortunate i think that behind the scenes i got the sense that he was the idea of it was evolving to where, oh, I can just make this longer and longer and longer and longer. You know, this doesn't have to be a movie. Like an hour and a half, screw that. Two hours, screw that. Let's make it six, you know? Let's just do, let's give them the whole thing. And he said that kind of cascaded out of the idea of like they screens the rooftop sequence. That was the first thing he showed to the Beatles, the living Beatles themselves, and to the families of the deceased Beatles. And they were all saying, oh, God, just you can't cut this. Every minute of this is just like, you know, gold. And then they realized, oh, we're not going to cut it. Let's just not cut. It. Let's just show it all. Right. And then that became the prevailing, the prevailing philosophy of the entire documentary. Let's just show it all. You know, I mean, you know, when they put the instruments down and they're sitting there and there's nothing left to say, okay, we'll cut that out. But like, you can show every little jam they did, any kind of funny exchange that they had and the negative exchanges when George walks out. You know, when George Harrison walks out and decides, I'm, I've had it with you guys, he's and he's hurt by things that Paul has, has said, we're going to show all that. And then we're going to show him, you know, the other Beatles when he said that he's done with the whole thing. You know, they, we're going to see the whole thing. And then them coming back, right? And so he said, it's got built-in drama. I don't even have to make a fake, you know, sequencing with this. I can just show it as it happened because and it, and it was a tripartite thing. It's like they start out at Twickenham. And it's very kind of awkward and cold, and they haven't really got into their groove yet. George breaks up with them for a, a minute, and that's the center of the piece, you know, the kind of like hot, dramatic center. And then the final concert on the roof in which it all comes together, and they finally find transcendence together, and they've finished a record, right? So, you know, lucky Peter Jackson, man. And lucky us, because we're going to get to see the whole thing. 